Welcome everyone to Celtic Preacher, episode 11. And we're looking at an encounter Jesus had with the religious leaders of his day, and he's being criticized by them. They don't approve of him. And so we're going to look at how Jesus responds to criticism. What can we learn from him? What can we learn from him? Going to be looking at lessons on how to respond when you're criticized and misunderstood. We're also going to be looking at lessons on accurately judging the character of a person. And we're in the book of Mark and we're in Mark 7. You know, Jesus spent uh, a lot of time teaching and modeling and showing his disciples, his students, how to accurately judge the character of people. Because people aren't always what they appear to be, are they? Right? Sometimes we can be caught off guard. You know, we can trust people that are not trustworthy. We can believe people and later find out that they lie to us. We can give time and attention to people who don't reciprocate and put energy into relationships that are really not satisfying and nurturing. How many people have been married for years? You know, and it's just an uphill battle. It's not working. You know, we we put time and energy into relationships that are going nowhere. Why would we do that? Well, because we thought they were trustworthy. We thought that somehow we would benefit. We thought they were good and kind and honest and fair, but time passes and we can find out differently. Well, interestingly enough, although Jesus loved people, he didn't trust people. It's kind of a surprising line, isn't it, to hear that. He didn't really trust people. Uh, John chapter 2, verse 24. Jesus entrusted himself to no one because he knew people inside out. He knew people were not always what they appeared to be. And the reason that he was wary of people and distrustful, somewhat guarded, was because he knew people's capacities for deception and lies and and numerous other self-serving behaviors. Jesus is a realist. He doesn't look at the world through rose-colored glasses. If you've ever watched the news and said, how can people do that? Or if you've ever worked with someone who has completely different values from you, and you think to yourself, how can they possibly justify this behavior? Where does this profound lack of care come from, this cruelty, this disregard for life, Jesus would say, and this is actually a line from Mark 7, verse 21, you ask where evil comes from? It comes from within. It comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. People have tremendous capacities for good and selfless compassion. People have wonderful capacities to care and to serve, but they also have capacities for cruelty and harm and abuse of many, many kinds. So the spiritual task is to guard the heart. 
That's from Proverbs, Proverbs counsels, Proverbs for guard the heart. What does it mean? Well, to guard really is to know the heart. To And we're talking about the heart. I'm talking about the inner life here. When the scripture speaks about the heart, it's talking about your inner self. So when Proverbs says, guard your heart, it's saying, know yourself, observe yourself. If you don't know yourself, you'll never truly know others. You'll never accurately discern what's going on. You know, if you're the type of person that if you're forever being taken advantage of, it's like, oh, I just didn't see it coming. It's, there's a good chance it's because you don't know yourself, right? If you're forever being taken advantage of, if you're forever trusting the wrong people, um, Jesus would say, you have to know yourself. You have to learn how to observe yourself and uh, be aware of what leads you and be aware of what motivates you before you can truly see what's going on with others and whether that's reading a, a family dynamic or politics or world concerns or workplace systems accurate judgment is learned and some people I mean you'll know this from experience some people are way better at this than others we have a heart, uh, an inner life, an inner self, a hidden self, really, that, that can be led astray, get off track. We can make wrong choices. We can be deceived because we have an inner life that can be influenced for good or bad. We can be deceived. So Jesus spent a lot of time teaching about the heart, a lot of time teaching about the inner life. He spent a lot of time uh, teaching his disciples to pay attention to the most important things. Don't get off track. By the way, the most important things for Jesus, there's only three of them. It's learning how to love people. It's learning how to love ourselves. And it's learning how to love God. He spent a lot of time helping people pay attention to what's important because it's so easy for us to worry and fret and get angry and get and stew over and get stressed out over the wrong things. And we can put enormous amounts of energy into things that really don't matter. Things like proving we're right about something. We'll see it in the scheme of things, in the spiritual realms. That, it, that's, the, that's not important. That's just all ego, Right? Defending ourselves, defending our opinions, defending our perspectives, um, correcting others. We can spend so much time worrying about things we have no power to change. We can criticize people, which, by the way, is what Jesus specifically addresses in this chapter. In this encounter, with some of the religious leaders, Jesus himself is, is being criticized. So what can we learn from him? Right? Because we've all been in this position, right? We've all been in this position where somebody thinks they know better, they come along and they start to correct us. How do we respond to that? Well, 
let's see how Jesus responds to it. It's, it this won't surprise you once you begin to know the way that Jesus thinks and lives. It won't surprise you to know that Jesus does not crumble under the critical, misinformed judgments of others. In fact, he turns the tables around on those who criticize him, and he uses the encounter as a teaching opportunity. Now, there is a world of difference between critical judgment and accurate discernment. Okay, critical judgment is just complaining about someone for the sake of complaining. You're ticked off about something, you're critical, you don't like someone, and you just want to complain and moan about it to someone. Okay, that comes under the, the heading of critical judgment, which is actually, Jesus would say, it is not helpful at all. Don't waste your time there. Accurate discernment, or true judgment, accurate judgment, seeing things, people's situations clearly, that's worth spending some time on because that has potential for changing lives and bringing good into a situation, bringing change, bringing health, bringing healing. So in this passage, here's the text here. We'll get to the passage now. In this passage, Mark 7, verse 1, some of the religious leaders criticize Jesus' disciples for not being careful about a ritual hand-washing that was done before eating. So in verse 5, the criticism is, why do your disciples flaunt the rules showing up at meals without washing their hands? Now, this has nothing to do with germs, right? Germs weren't even discovered till the 1860s, right? So there's nothing to do with germs. This is just all about a, relig- a, a ritual that was done before eating. So these religious leaders are making a big fuss over a ritual. And we all have rituals, right? We still have, lo- we have lots of rituals in churches today. We cross, some of us cross ourselves. That's a ritual. Some of us kneel for prayer. That's a ritual. Some of us raise our hands uh, for singing in our prayer. They're, they're rituals. There's nothing wrong with them, right? But they're hardly the main point, right? They're not the main point. They're peripheral. Now, Jesus answers the criticism with a quote from the ancient prophet Isaiah. And I'm just going to paraphrase it for you because basically he says to the religious leaders, he answers by saying, you know what, you're all sure you act like you put God first, but you don't. You're using it all as a cover up, which, of course, is the definition of a hypocrite. You're an actor. You're a pretender. He sees through them, he isn't fooled by them, and he dismisses their criticisms as ridiculous. And not only were the Pharisees, the religious leaders, critical of Jesus and his disciples, but their own lives, as you can guess, were far from perfect. And later on, if you read the entire chapter, Jesus points out to them various ways that they cheat and steal while pretending to be people of good character. How do you know someone is a pretender? 
How can you accurately judge a situation and know what's truly going on? Well, you might have heard, Jesus spoke about this a lot too, you might have heard about that, um, it's kind of a famous line, take the log out your own eye before you take the speck out your brother and sister's eye. Have you heard that one before? Attend to the log in your own eye before you point out a speck in your brother or sister's eye. It's all a teaching about accurate judgment. It's all about discernment. Now, of course, being a rabbi of 2,000 years ago, Jesus deliberately likes to use exaggerated language to get his points over. As long as we pick out the faults in others, we'll let ourselves off the hook. So, the teaching is kind of goes like this. Take the log of wood out your own eye. Well, first of all, if you just pause there, that doesn't really make any sense. I mean, how could I even have a log in my eye, right? I mean, how could I see a thing with a plank of wood in my eye? Well, yeah, right there. That's the point Jesus is saying. That's the point. You can't see anything clearly. Take the log out. Deal with your own stuff. Deal with your own faults. Deal with your own weaknesses. Then you have a chance of seeing clearly. Then you can judge correctly. In other words, you're not going to be projecting all your anger, all your frustration, all your fears onto someone else. Now, Jesus doesn't say you're never allowed to judge. He wants us to learn how to judge accurately. He wants us to learn how to judge accurately. Correct judgment, wise discernment, clear thinking, wisdom. It comes from a clean heart. That is knowing yourself, observing yourself. Can you tell the difference between reacting and observing? Do you know when you're reacting to something? Can you stand back and observe? That's a huge spiritual step. See, the Pharisees fell into the habit of correcting others and then letting themselves off the hook, right? It's the big temptation for most people. It's very easy for us to see the faults and the failings and the weaknesses of others, right? It's easy for many of us. We don't have to be taught how to do this, in other words. We need to be taught wisdom. We need to be taught discernment. We don't have to be taught critical judgment, right? That comes naturally to us, and some people a lot more than others. It's easy for many of us to focus on the faults of others, and the way people see the world, or their politics, or how they spend their money, or how they act, or how they dress, or how they look, or what they eat, or maybe they eat too much, or maybe they gossip too much, or they're complainers, or they talk about themselves all the time. It's irritating, right? We can spend a lot of time noticing what we don't like, what we don't approve of. And Jesus doesn't say, oh, you know, just learn to ignore people's faults. He doesn't say, you know, oh, don't get involved, just just withdraw. 
No, this teaching is, is maybe more like this. It's maybe more like he, say, he says, um, maybe you have a point. Maybe you do see something that isn't helpful. Maybe they are dishonest. Maybe they are addicted. Maybe they are troublemakers. Maybe they are liars. Maybe you're right. But before you can be any help at all in any situation, whether it's in the boardroom or talking to a family member or calling a friend, before you can really be a healing, helpful presence, remove the plank from your own eye. Observe your own actions. Take a look at yourself. Are you controlling? Are you angry? Are you an avoider? Do you move away when you should step forward? Observe yourself. Do you gossip? Are you ungrateful? Are you selfish? Don't let yourself off the hook, Jesus teaches. Examine yourself. Don't let yourself off the hook if you want to be free from it. It's all about moving into freedom here. That's the bottom line. Examine yourself. Look at yourself honestly, truthfully. Uh, Get to know yourself. Get yourself in order first, then go and help another take the speck out his or her eye. Yeah, see, we we tend to avoid proper confrontation with others. But, you know, the early believers didn't. You know, the early believers, the early followers believed that was being a true friend. Anamkara as the... Celtic peoples, the ancient Celtic peoples called a true friend, Anamkara. Yeah, you, you can't be a true friend without this kind of confrontation, without this kind of accountability and honesty. You see, for Jesus, speaking the truth in love is the only way to respond to criticism. He doesn't get defensive, right? He doesn't take it personally. He doesn't question himself and get deeply, deeply wounded and go into depression for six months or whatever, right? He assesses the situation. He sees clearly what's going on. He speaks out what he sees. He has no problem exposing lies, no problem exposing half-truths nor pretense. He has a very direct way of speaking and communicating And he encourages his students, that be us, right? He encourages his students to do the same, to confront, to speak out truth, to learn discernment. Or as he would say more poetically, you got to learn how to be as wise as a serpent and as gentle as a dove. So like, don't be naive, Don't let people take advantage of you. Don't be fooled. Expose what is false. Follow me. So, something to consider. And it may make a lot of sense, especially to those of you who are on the receiving end of criticism. Or, maybe you're not not receiving criticism. Maybe you sense something going on around you that isn't right in some ways, and that needs to be addressed. 
Or maybe you feel like you've been taken advantage of again and again and again and you're beginning to see through the sham to what's really going on. So many spiritual lessons here in this passage. Learning how to speak the truth in love. Following in the way of Jesus. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher and we have been looking at Jesus' response to criticism and misunderstanding. And rather than simply react, he assesses the situation accurately, speaks out the truth in love. Whether people like it or not, he stays true to himself and he invites us to do the same. There's the heart cry, there's the prayer. Help me see what's really going on here and remain true to myself. Join me next week for another episode of Celtic Preacher.